everyone, this is A, and welcome to the Last Escape podcast. It's been a hot little minute since the introduction to this podcast, and I'm not going to lie to you, I have been procrastinating, and I've really been pondering why I have not started this, and to be completely honest, there is a big portion of me that is still embarrassed that I was involved in something like this. Um, You know, you always think of Scientologists and you imagine someone crazy or stupid or, you know, just out of their mind to be involved in something like this. And, And I don't think of myself as any of those things. I hope I'm not any of them. And that's why it's just been hard to really acknowledge that I was involved in something like this. But The point of starting this podcast is to really kind of open up the conversation for what Scientology really is and open it up from a person's perspective that is normal. It could be you, it could be your neighbor, it could be your coworker, anybody. It doesn't have to be a celebrity as what's been kind of thrown out in the media. It seems like it's only celebrities who who are involved in this. Um, so we're going to go ahead and get started. I'm right here making a salad. You might've heard me just chop up a bell pepper. (laughs) So I guess I'm the type of person where I kind of need to be like doing two things at once. So we're just going to go with it. I kind of wanted to start out by saying, um, a little bit about myself. My real name is not A. Sorry to disappoint you, but I kind of wanted to have a little bit of my identity concealed while doing this podcast, which I hope you can understand. Um, This religion is not one to mess with, especially when it comes to when you disagree with them, they will find you. (laughs) Um, We'll get a little bit more later into their tactics and such. But um, like I said, my name isn't really A, but that's what I'm going to go by. Uh, I was born and raised in the South. I loved growing up in the South. I had really good friends. I love being outdoors, so there's a lot of that over there, mountains and nature. Um, uh, You know, I did grow up in the Bible Belt, so as far as religion, there were a lot of Baptists around me, and I was born and raised a Catholic. So I always felt a little bit as the odd person as far as um, religion. I think I'll never forget one time when I came to school when Pope John Paul had died and my family was completely distraught over this. And I'll never forget, I had a classmate actually like make a joke about it. Some I can't remember, but it was something totally rude. I was like, what type of person would make, even if you don't agree with the religion, but would make such a terrible remark on the day that someone as important as the Pope had passed away. Hated that. Anyways, um, so I had a good time growing up, though, in the South. And when I graduated high school, I decided to go out to college on the West Coast. So I trekked out there, went to college, had a great time. Uh, made really good friends, kind of just grew up a little bit, got out of my shell, and um, yeah, and then it was time to graduate, unfortunately, 
and I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. I was in a place that a lot of people are at when they graduate college, just not knowing what to do, applying for a bunch of jobs that are telling you, hey, you should have 10 years of experience, even though you just graduated. God, that always gets me. How are we supposed to find anything when we don't have any experience? I'm getting off on a tangent. Um, so I graduated college, didn't know what I was doing, kind of moved back and forth between the South and the West and, you know, kind of worked some odd jobs. And then I finally decided I'm going to live on the West Coast for a little bit, try and settle down. So I stayed out here where I'm currently at and I started working a job and I decided that I wanted to start dating. Yes, my introduction into Scientology was through someone I dated, I know. Completely cliche, this is the part that really embarrasses me as well, but it is what it is. So, I wanted to start dating, and I didn't know how to go about it. You know, my, my personality is that I'm not really an extroverted person. I don't go out to clubs or bars. I'm not really like that, and I didn't know how to meet someone. So, I turned to online dating. I know, I know, another cliche, but it's just something that is easy to do. Online dating is easy for someone who is more of an introvert. Um, so, I went on Match.com, and this was before the time of Tinder, and I'm sorry, I'm unpeeling an onion, I know it's really loud. Before the time of Tinder, and Bumble, um, not like that really makes a difference, but this is what my option was. And I was bombarded with a bunch of these messages and winks or whatever the hell it is on there. And I started talking to this one guy. Uh, he just sounded really intelligent, seemed like just a good guy. He, he, Whenever he'd write to me, it was paragraphs long telling me about his favorite memories, his trips. I really wanted to meet him. But I'd never done that with someone from online, so I was nervous. So I did what any girl does, or at least what I think they do, is I googled him. And that's something that even after all this Stuff happened and I was doing online dating I always want to be able to Google the person I'm gonna meet I guess it just makes me feel like they're human or something or if something happened maybe I can at least let someone know what their online profile is so you know they can be tracked down I have no idea um, so I found him online I actually googled him like I said and there were some articles about him and his family and I was reading these articles, and it turned out that his um, uh, dad was running for a public office in, um, in the city. So, and it came out that he and his family are Scientologists. So, before even meeting this, uh, uh, gosh, I was going to say MySpace, my goodness gracious, <laughs> um, this uh, Match.com guy, I knew that he was a Scientologist. But my naive, dumb self was just like, oh, that's cool. You know, Scientologist, you know, whatever. It's absolutely, totally fine, you know. It's not like they're known to be in a cult, whatever. 
I do. Ugh. You know, I don't know if anyone else has this problem, but when I'm cutting onions, like, my eyes don't just water. They, like, hurt. They're in pain. One second. Okay. So, <sighs> Google this guy. Knew he was a Scientologist. Went to meet him anyways because I'm dumb. So I met him in a really public place, and I was kind of like a smitten kitten. I was super into him at first. You know, it was one of those situations where you're not sure how the guy's really going to look in person, and it's kind of a gamble, but you go for it anyways. And this is what happened, and I felt like I won that gamble because he was really attractive, in my opinion. Looking back on that meeting now, it kind of just, ugh like grosses me out a little bit. I'm like, if I only knew what I was getting into. But nonetheless, I liked him. So we continued to see each other. And I believe maybe on our third or fourth date, he admitted to me that he was a Scientologist. And of course, because I didn't want to act crazy, I was acting surprised. Like I did not know this information. So I said, oh, no, really? And... I even think that I made a joke about uh, Scientologists worshiping aliens or something like that, <laughs> which he laughed about. So he had a sense of humor. Um, but he was telling me, you know, part of his life story was that he was a rebellious teenager when he was in high school. He kind of did drugs. He just wasn't a good student, didn't get along with his family, etc. Um, so what happened was uh, his you know, family was going through a divorce. His mom and dad were arguing, blah, blah, blah. I think his dad was uh, pretty distraught over this divorce. And maybe, I don't know the details of it, but a Scientologist approached him, his dad, and suggested this religion and partaking in it and that it would help. So, this is how this Match.com guy got involved in Scientology was because of his dad. Um, but it intrigued me. I thought, you know, this is a good guy. And it seems like this religion maybe isn't all what it appears to be because it had such a positive effect on him. He seems, you know, he treats me well. He's intelligent, blah, blah, blah. Whatever. So, you know, we moved past that subject and continued to get to know each other. And then I want to say probably about Oh, maybe three, four months in, he, maybe, maybe less, maybe like two months, he said to me that, you know, maybe I should try and give Scientology a shot. It's something worth looking into and I should just see if I like it. So he wanted me to go out to this little church in California and the little churches in Scientology are called missions. Missions basically are introductory churches that are for new Scientologists and provide basic level types of uh, like courses and they don't really have too much auditing. It's just like your, your introductory church into the whole madness. So I was like, okay, honestly... It's going to sound terrible again, but I was more into the idea of taking a little weekend getaway trip to California than doing this whole religion thing. So again, another point of being stupid. <laughs> One second, getting bum cheese. Okay. Um, 
So we drive out to California and we go to this mission and I am immediately greeted by this lady who, I'm not sure of her title or rank, I don't know. Just an FYI, Scientology, everyone who's in this church and works for them, they each have, it's kind of like the military, they have like a, a ranking or a position, I'm not sure what they call it. And this is because of L. Ron's Hubbard obsession with um, the Navy. So we'll get on to that a little bit later. But she was like a registrar or just head of the church. Anyways, so I meet her and I'm taken into her office and she sits me down to have a little one-on-one -on -one chat. And I'm like, okay, nice. She starts asking me things about my life. It seems like she's trying to figure out the types of situations I've had that have maybe been upsetting to me or have been something difficult to deal with. Prior to this, I never really thought of my life as something difficult where I had obstacles that I overcame. I mean, I had typical things happen to me like my parents were divorced when I was younger. I don't really have a great relationship with my birth dad. You know, little things like that. But it's never been something that's really weighed down on me. But still, she was kind of going over these subjects with me, and it was it was a little odd for me to actually talk out loud with someone. I never spoke about it with anyone, not even my best friends. So it was nice, actually. I liked to be able to be open about these types of things because, I don't know, maybe it, it weighed down on me, and I never really realized it. Anyway, so we got in this conversation, and... She really honed in on these certain types of issues. And the whole time, she was writing on her little notepad all these different topics. At the end of it, she suggested that I take a type of course. So Scientology offers life improvement courses. This is like if you're ever walking to a church, this is like the first thing they want you to do. After you take your stupid psychology test or whatever, which... We'll talk about probably in the next podcast. But anyways, so there are these introductory course packets where it's just like a packet of paper with a, some reading in it, a bunch of questions. It's very uh, interactive where you're filling in blanks, blah, blah, blah. Each of these little things, mind you, costs $50, okay? So I was like, okay, do I really want to spend this money on this, you know, course packet, whatever. But... I kind of felt a little bit pressured into not going to lie. I mean, we drove all the way over to California. She made time to meet with me. She spoke to me about all these personal topics. And I felt like like maybe I owed it to um, my boyfriend, that Match.com guy, and this lady. So I did it. I got this stupid course packet. I believe the first one I ever did was... What is it called? Something the ups and downs. Ups and downs of life, blah, blah, blah. Something of that nature. It basically was bullshit, but we're going to move on for that. <laughs> so I got this introductory course packet, and I went up to what they call the course room. So every church in Scientology has a course room or multiple course rooms where people go in and they do different types of things within Scientology. It could be doing something like I was doing, an introductory course. It could be 
doing a step on the bridge called objectives. It could be um, doing just, there are many other things, but it, it's just like a classroom that's in school. And instead of a teacher, there's a course room supervisor who is basically a Nazi. Just kidding, but not really. They kind of monitor everyone in the room, make sure everyone's on task. They'll, you know, every once in a while you got to turn in some of your, the stuff that you've been working on to them so they can review it and make sure you understand it. They're really crazy about you not being on your cell phone and not being not a minute late to when these course room, uh, the schedules of them. All of them are very scheduled. Like you'll have, you know, course rooms time at like 10 a.m., 2 p.m., and 6 p.m. And you'll have maybe like a break in between that. And it's like you just can't be late to any of it. Um, so I went into this course room and I sat down with my little $50 packet. And the course room supervisor, she was a very nice lady. And help me kind of understand some of this terminology and lingo that Scientology has. And I started to sit down and work on this packet. Um, now, I was not alone in this course room. There were all these people surrounding me. Surprisingly, they were all around my age, which later on as I go through stuff, uh, I mainly were, have been in course rooms that is filled with old people. So, for my first experience to be in one place where it's all young people, it was a little surprising. Anyways, all these people were not doing these introductory course, courses like I was. They were doing something called objectives. And objectives are, I'll go into this more later, I'm sorry I keep saying that. I'm trying not to put too much information in one podcast episode. But objectives are basically doing these repetitive processes to make you more in present time. So, for example, just to give you an idea of just how odd this is, there's one process where you're with someone, and you do all this stuff with a partner, or they call it a twin. So you have your twin you're doing objectives with, and that your twin, let's say, will be running these processes on you and will say, please go touch that wall. And then you have to go to the wall and touch it. And they say, thank you. Please go lift up this glass. You go and lift up the glass and they say, thank you. And this is over and over and over again. That's objectives. Um, so anyways, <laughs> me being new, I'm just sitting in this course room looking at all these crazy people, like kind of looking like zombies a little bit. And I'm like, what is this what is happening it was insane to me but for some reason I just sat there and continued I don't know <laughs> I do remember I'll never forget that I thought that this is insane obviously my gut uh, reaction to everything was correct but nonetheless I persisted so anyways I was done with my course packet after a while and you know said my goodbyes to everyone they basically made sure that I was going to do more in Scientology, etc. And then I went out with my boyfriend to have, you know, a nice little hike and a lunch. And we were done with this hike. And I remember we were on top of this little mountain in California. And I just started breaking down crying. And I think this happened because I had opened up so much to this stranger 
that I, you know, I never really revealed that type of information to anyone. And it really wasn't handled, right? It's like, it's like I would have been talking to someone and them just saying, yes, uh-huh, okay, and them not really giving any feedback, you know, nothing to, you know, help work through a situation or help you understand yourself more. So I was really breaking down about that because I think I felt like very vulnerable, um, maybe almost taken advantage of, something of that nature. And it was really hard for me to deal with at the time. And it made me dislike Scientology a lot for that reason alone that I felt so upset. Uh, my boyfriend completely was, instead of consoling me at the time, he really blamed this woman who I interacted with and told all this information to. And he kept saying that she wasn't using Scientology right and as you know a tool to help me. She was misusing it and blah, blah, blah. This shouldn't be happening, etc. It was just a very odd experience. Um, but, you know, we, I guess I, I overlooked that. We went back home and, um, and that's kind of where that story ends off. I, you know, did an introductory course, had a weird reaction to everything. And somehow a few months, maybe a month or so later, we decide that I should do something else in Scientology, something that would help me feel better about everything. And this was done at the church that is in LA, which is of, I guess, higher ranking than what a mission church would be. But we'll talk about that more later on the next episode. Um, I hope you enjoyed this. I hope I wasn't all over the place. I'm sorry if you were hearing my loud salad making noises, but um, I will talk to you all next time and thank you for listening.